you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. We're going to read a short passage of Scripture, and then we're going to pray. I think we got like 14 minutes max, so bear with us. Jesus was talking to a group of people, and he said, come to me. That's the first words out of his mouth. Come to me. This was already an interesting phrase because while we are very accustomed to the word now social distancing, this was not something that was a new concept in the Bible. People who felt like you weren't like them or people who were lepers or sick or people who weren't they didn't believe, believed in God, they would practice social distancing from those people, not because they were sick, but because they had different beliefs. Matter of fact, many of the people during this time, Jesus being the high priest that came to die for our sins, Jesus being a rabbi, the idea that he would tell people to come to him would be interesting because many people in that time believed in social distancing from sinners, social distancing from people with disease, and this wouldn't have been a, a new theory. And Jesus is not only talking about social distancing, he's inviting people to come to him over what was also common at that time that I believe is common today, is spiritual distance. People who believe that they could not come to Jesus unless they figure it all out. I remember one time me and my wife we bought a, a, a car uh, together. We bought a couple of cars together. And of course, they ran our credit. The application was super long. They wanted to know where we lived, how long did we live there. And if we didn't live there at least five years, they wanted to know when was the last place we lived and how long did we live there. I mean, they wanted to know how many dependents we had. And the very first time I came to the Lord, all he wanted to know was did I believe in my heart and could I confess with my mouth that he was Lord. I've always found it interesting that a car dealership wants more information from me to buy a car than Jesus wants from you and I to come to him. He literally says, hey, if you've been spiritually distancing yourself from me because you think you have it all figured out, come to me. And then he continues and says, all who are weary and burdened. He says, you're exhausted from trying to prepare yourself to come to me, and I'm inviting you to come as you are. Now, that word weary is an interesting word. You know, this word, this context, we're reading it in English, but the original was in Greek or Aramaic, depending on what passage you're, you're reading. And so that original word of weary means someone who is tired like a soldier in battle or the strenuous wrestling of a hero. This isn't just like, whoo, I had a long day at work, I'm tired, you know, I just want to watch some Netflix and chill. No, 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 this was the type of fatigue like you had been fighting in a war or that you had been wrestling like a hero. Think about that. I believe Jesus is telling you and I that one of the biggest ways that we can become weary is fighting battles that don't belong to us. I have never seen Jesus give me strength for a battle that I shouldn't be fighting. 
It's one of the ways that we can get weary. Or how about this? He says, like a strenuous wrestler, like you're a hero, and and you can be weary during a time like this where every news article gives you bad news, and the Bible would suggest here that Jesus is saying we can become weary from needing a hero or trying to be one. And I'm not saying we can't get out there and serve our community and help people like get it, but we can't do Jesus' job or we become weary or we can't need Jesus and refuse it or we become weary. Here is what Jesus is saying in this passage of Scripture. Come to me because you're tired from trying to do my job for others or trying to do my job for you. That's what he's saying. You're either trying to get it right and figure it all out so you can be a good person. We hear that all the time, don't we? We don't need God. We just need to try to be a good person. He says, that will burn you out. Come on, come to me. Are you weary? Or some of you have the weight of the world. Maybe you're the person in your family. Come on, the good cousin, the one that doesn't steal people's toilet paper. I'm, for, I'm short a few rolls, actually. I had a few friends in my house, and I count rolls of toilet paper. Every time somebody comes in my house, I was like, there was 13. There better be 13 when you leave, because I'm counting. He says, are you the good one in your family? Sometimes for me, I, I can try to be the good one. He says, are you busy running from a hero or trying to be a hero? You will be weary. And he says, come to me, and I will give you rest. Isn't it interesting? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He didn't say you will be able to rest or that you will take a rest. It's, he's saying, when you come to me, there's a rest to be given to you. And that word rest means to rest from all of our labors, which I believe some of my biggest labors have been running from a Savior or trying to be a Savior. And then in verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you. Now, a yoke is, is I don't know if you've, you're an expert on, on animals and agriculture. I am because I watch the Discovery Channel. And so, a yoke is that big wooden contraption that they put on top of two oxen. And they use the yoke to tie the two oxen together. And typically, they will have a young ox, an experienced ox. And when the, the, the field needs brute strength, they'll use the young ox. But when the field needs experience, they'll use the old ox. And the yoke keeps the oxen working together. And he says, come, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What is Jesus saying? that I have a way to connect to you to allow you to do what I am calling you to do. And he says, you'll learn from me how to do what I'm calling you to do. And he says, I'm gentle and humble in heart, so he's not going to yell at you when you mess up. You're in this together with Jesus. And he says, I'm humble and I'm gentle. It's going to be all good. And he says, and if you do this, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. So if a burden feels heavy in this season, maybe that's because it doesn't belong to you. Here is what I believe Jesus is saying. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So he's talking about a rest from your work an outer rest, 
And he's talking about an inner rest, a rest from the turmoil that can happen on the inside of us during a time like this. I want you to write this down. You need to come to Jesus because Jesus wants to give you rest from everything you are doing and everything you are feeling. I'm going to read that again because that was good. Nobody's here to amen. I said, Jesus wants to give you rest from everything you are doing and everything you are feeling. And so much of what we feel comes from doing some of the things we were never meant to do. I want you to write a few more things down. Hopefully you got a pen. If not, memorize it. Here we go. Whenever you do God's job, you are carrying God's burden I want to pray for you to deliver you from the spirit of Bruce Almighty. Don't do God's job. You don't want God's burden. You don't want a burden that doesn't belong to you. I I know some people out there are struggling and different things, and, and, and and I get it. There are certain burdens this season has, but I'm telling you, some of the burdens that are weighing you down, God is telling you, I got you. I'm sending someone to help you. I'm bringing provision. That job, I got another one lined up for you. I'm telling you, God is saying, don't carry that burden. I see what happened to you this week. I see that email you got. I see that text message you got. I know your rent's coming up. I got you. That's my burden. Will you let God do his job? And then I've been really wrestling with this all week long. Be honest, I took over the church five months ago. The church was growing. Matter of fact, for five or six straight weeks, we had 400 people coming to church that weren't coming before. We, we had literally grown by 400 people, and now I am speaking And the echo of my voice is reverberating through an empty space. And I wonder, I wonder why God is not allowing people to come to church. And maybe, just maybe it's because people can come to church but never come to Jesus. I mean, we got the news from our government officials that you can't come to church, but there is no news, no Instagram, no website that could ever tell you you can't come to Jesus. So have we been restricted? Have we been limited? Maybe, maybe not. I believe that Jesus is inviting you to come to him. And the next wave of people who come to this church will be people who come to church, but they met Jesus right in their living room. And that, my friends, is revival. I'm not sure if not coming to church was Jesus' idea or not, but I do know that he's saying, maybe they'll come to me right there in their living rooms. I want to pray for you right now in this moment because maybe you're experiencing exactly what this scripture says, that you need rest from what you're doing, but you also need rest from how you're feeling. You need rest. You need rest. And I believe that some of our emotions of fear and concern These are valid. Don't let people make you feel guilty because you're concerned or you are afraid. Fear is a real thing. 
But a spirit of fear is a fear that you can never take time off from. It's a perpetual fear. There's times I'm, I feel anxiety, but if I feel anxiety all day, and that I don't have peace. There's times I feel afraid, and you might feel afraid. I was afraid today, I'm being honest. But I want you to rest from fear, rest from anxiety. Jesus is saying it's time to take a break, and you can't come to church, but you can come to Jesus. So I want to pray for anybody right now who needs a rest from everything they're doing, who needs a rest from everything they're, they're feeling. I want to pray for people who have come to church, but to be honest, they've never come to Jesus. I want to pray for those people who are carrying burdens that were never meant to be carried by them. Would you give it to God right now? Would you give the fear of the coronavirus to God? Would you give the solution to God? Would you read more scriptures this week than articles? Would you pray more than you panic? Would you love more than you ever have before? Would there be a holy exchange this moment where you can give God something that has been holding you back and God can give you something in return that will move you forward. That's what I'm praying for tonight as we close. Father in heaven, right now, I feel this so strong that you are meeting people where they are. I'm preaching in an empty church. Somebody's going to be living with a heart full of peace. We need you like never before, Lord. So would you guide them and would you lead them? Because your word says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are burdened, and you promise you will give them rest, physical rest and rest for their souls.